Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. King Herod heard of the disciples' preaching, for Jesus' name had become known. Some were saying, John the baptizer has been raised from the dead, and for this reason these powers are at work in him. But others said, it is Elijah. And others said, it is a prophet, like one of the prophets of old. But when Herod heard of it, he said, John, whom I beheaded, has been raised. For Herod himself had sent men who arrested John, bound him, and put him in prison on account of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, because Herod had married her. For John had been telling Herod, it is not lawful for you to marry your brother's wife. And Herodias had a grudge against John and wanted to kill him, but she could not. For Herod feared John, knowing that he was a righteous and holy man, and he protected him. When Herod heard John, he was greatly perplexed, and yet he liked to listen to him. But an opportunity came when Herod, on his birthday, gave a banquet for his courtiers and officers, for the leaders of Galilee. When his daughter Herodias came in and danced, she pleased Herod and his guests. And the king said to the girl, Ask me for whatever you wish, and I will give it. And he solemnly swore to her, Whatever you ask me, I will give you, even half of my kingdom. She went out and said to her mother, What should I ask for? The mother replied, The head of John the baptizer. Immediately she rushed back to the king and requested, I want you to give me at once the head of John the Baptist on a platter. The king was deeply grieved, yet out of regard for his oaths and for the guests, he did not want to refuse her. Immediately the king sent a soldier of the guard with orders to bring John's head. The soldier went and beheaded John in the prison, brought his head on a platter and gave it to the girl. Then the girl gave it to her mother. When John's disciples heard about it, they came and took his body and laid it in a tomb. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Siblings in Christ, grace, peace, and mercy to you from God, our Creator, our Sustainer, and our Redeemer. Amen. I love musicals. Like, love, love. There is almost always a moment not long after a show begins where I sit back and think to myself, this is it. And it only just dawned on me a couple of weeks ago when a friend was commenting on how much she loved the movie The Greatest Showman that I came to realize that what I really love is the dancing. There is something about watching the human body move often in ways that do not seem possible, that just simply mesmerizes me. And a little bit of me always wanted to be one of those people. I attempted to stretch my dance skills in high school. I was in high school show choir for three years, and I fully embraced the swing music craze of the mid-1990s. And a lesser known fact, in college, once I deemed that my brain was no longer capable, of being a math major, 
I made an appointment about changing my program to musical theater. I remember being both scared and elated about the various types of dance that I would need to master. However, it turns out that that was a moot point because I missed my appointment with the program administrator and was too embarrassed to show my face in that department ever again, so I let it go. <laughs> but I didn't lose my fascination with dance. And of course, it's not just musicals. There's ballet and modern dance and jazz and dancing at weddings and parties. I even remember dancing at my uncle's funeral. Dance, because nearly every emotion can be expressed with just the human body. Words are not necessary. And we see that in today's Bible stories, tales that may not be the first ones you think of when you think about biblical stories, or maybe they're even stories you've never even heard of. Like the story from 2 Samuel, for which I must confess I needed to refresh my Hebrew Bible history just a bit. Jerusalem had just been named the capital of the newly united kingdom of Judah and Israel. And David, after several battles and assassinations and one beheading, has been named king of this new kingdom. Likewise, the Ark of the Covenant, what was understood to be the very presence of God here on earth, had been stolen by the Philistines and then stolen back from the Philistines and then remain under the care of Abinadab for more than 20 years. And so with much reason to celebrate, King David dances through the streets, leading the Ark of the Covenant to its rightful place in God's holy city in Jerusalem. And for this celebration, a new cart is made, and two sons of Abinadab, Uzzah and Ahio, led it along with King David and more than 30,000 chosen men and probably even more women and children as well. And everyone's singing and dancing and strumming their lyres and harps and banging their tambourines and cymbals and shaking their castanets. It's a grand and musical parade indeed. Until and this is left out of our reading today, until the cart hits a rock and begins to fall. And Uzzah reaches out his hand to steady it and is killed right there on the spot for touching that holy ark. And so now David is not so sure about God's intention. And he waits three months before he's willing to take that ark back again. And the dancing in the streets with all of the people's might then continues until the ark has made its way back to Jerusalem and everyone worships and everyone feasts and everyone goes home. And then today we dance to the gospel, to the celebration which King Herod has put on for himself. And his stepdaughter Herodias, also known as Salome, dances and dances apparently with all of her might, because Herod is taken and swears anything, anything, even up to half of his kingdom. And so John the Baptist, this one who proclaimed the coming of the Messiah, of Jesus the Christ, who proclaimed the truth by his preaching and probably involved a little bit of dancing as well, I imagine, is put to death. 
and Salome, I imagine, probably again dances, this time quite troublingly, as she presents that morbid platter to her mother. We talk a lot about bodies here at Holy Trinity and embodiment. We are reminded of the many ways that we experience the holy in and through our bodies. And the very fact that our bodies were created in the very image of God, whether that means that we were made to look like God or we're the dream of our creator, we, our bodies, all of us are a holy creation, a divine gift. And in his book, Anybody Out There, Worship and Being in a Digital Age, liturgical theologian and pastor Craig Mueller, perhaps you've met him before, <laughs> explains that much of what we do together as Christians is about the body. We even call ourselves, both collectively and individually, the body of Christ. And we receive the Eucharist, Christ's body and blood. And at the center of today's wondrous and perplexing readings, David and Uzzah stumbling and Salome dancing and John imprisoned in all of those places, bodies are important. And yet we still live in a world that continues to value some bodies more than others, whether due to their color or makeup or ability. And this past work week as the world celebrated the rescue of that Thai football team from deep within a mountain. Scores of young migrant children remain trapped, imprisoned by the deeply flawed and racist immigration policies of our country. It is these bodies that continue to experience suffering and subjugation of a sinful and broken society. It is these bodies, siblings, that we are called to care for. It is these bodies and countless others whose liberation is tied up with our own, tied up with our own being. And it is the very body which we claim, the one whom John foretold, Jesus the Christ, that we are here for, because it was his body, his body that was hanged, broken and bleeding, humiliated on a cross, and it was, yes, his body that was raised, raised physically, raised bodily for us and for this world. And today we celebrate a new life in this body of Christ, Marin. She is now joined with us in this life, joined with us in this beautiful dance of life. And in what I continue to be one of the most important parts of our worship together, she too will be sent out from this place today just as we all are sent, sent through those waters of our own baptism, sent out, sent bodily, sent out to be the body, sent out to witness to the body, sent out to the bear, the body of God's creative and redeeming word to a world that is so, so deeply in need. Yes, we are sent sent from here, sent to proclaim, sent to demand the release of those who are unjustly imprisoned, sent to celebrate with those who experience newly found liberation, sent to be the body of Christ indeed for this whole world. And we continue to dance. 
we continue to experience life in this body, in these holy bodies, and in this beautiful and holy body to which we belong. We dance with these bodies named and imaged by our creator, beloved by God, liberated by God. We dance to proclaim liberation and an end to suffering from all. We dance to celebrate God's loving kindness for all. And we dance as we are sent, sent out to proclaim this very baptized, this very resurrected life that we live. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.